Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's space where we're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings, or not Lord of the Rings, it's kind of Rings of Power, episode five. Let me get everybody in because today we're going to have Mary Claire, I think. Oh, wait. Oops, didn't mean to do that. I am learning. Look, we are learning the buttons. Okay, everybody. <laughs> like, I know we say this every week, but literally there's a new, new one of us hosting every week. So, you know, the, the starts are always a little, a little. Okay, I think I fixed it. Did I fix it? Is everybody here? Okay. Mary Clay, yes. Mariana? Great. Hello. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Testing. <laughs> All right. Um, I literally, okay, we'll get into it. We're still waiting. I think Connie's coming. There she is. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I just realized I haven't done this from like this, just like speaker side. So I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to press. Things are popping up. It's, well, then also my, twi- my Twitter kept crashing, but like, I think at this point it's all started. So if it crashes for me again, y'all can just uh, keep on keeping on. Okay, cool. I invited you, Connie. You just have to accept, I think, if you if you if you didn't see it. Okay. Oh, I can hear you. Maybe mine just frozen. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, you're here. Well, Hello. let's get started, everyone. So welcome to the Tolkien Black Folk Spaces. We are discussing the Rings of Power. We are discussing episode five specifically. Um, let's go around and introduce ourselves. I'm Delia. I've been on a few of these, but I am our, our host today, <laughs> um, and we are also joined by Mary Clay from That's What I'm Talking About. Hi, Mary Clay. Hello. Hey. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I was messaging y'all, like, what do, what do I do with this? <laughs> like, all how do I join? Journey. What buttons do I press? <laughs> as we told, as we said, we are also still learning the spaces. I think the, the interface is getting better slowly but surely. Um, but uh, on Twitter's end, but also we just got to learn. So we're getting there. Um, for people who don't know where you're coming from, where are you coming from, Mary Clay? What do you do? Yeah, um, my podcast, that's what I'm talking about. I've been doing it now for a little over three years. So my my shtick is that I know nothing about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien and everything. So I started with a read-through of Lord of the Rings and then going on to the movies and then the Hobbit. And I just almost finished the Silmarillion. I still have like two more final sections left to cover once Rings of Power is done. But that's that's where I'm coming at in terms of like what I, I mean, like that being said, I still feel like I, I know nothing about Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Like I already have forgotten so much of what I've read. So there's so much to know. There's a lot. That's super fair. There's only so much the brain can, can comprehend and, and take. Yes. And my brain already oh. is like, I feel like COVID especially just like ruined any sort of, and TikTok. <laughs> like so much of what my brain is capable of doing that's real and we also have connie bayana do y'all want to say hi real quick hi fun uh back back again with the new rings uh new rings (laughs) no rings yet new ring who did (laughs) (laughs) 
That was terrible. I'm sorry. No. Kick me off now. We're here for the puns. We're here for the fun. Um, So today, again, we're talking about episode five, where Numenor prepares for battle. The elves have the ulterior motives, and not all who wander are lost. I need to say first up, I literally am coming right off of watching it. Like literally the, I, it cut to black at 8, 8 PM to, to start this. So I am fresh off, uh, fresh off all the fields. So like, it may be a little chaotic. For me. Um, I do want to talk about Halbrand and Galadriel a lot, but we'll, we'll start from the top. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, We're going to have to yeah. talk about that, but let's, uh, let's start from the top. We'll go in order. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, we we open with uh, the Harfoots. I was very excited. Uh, I think it was last week. Wasn't last week? Time is relative. Last week, we didn't have the Harfoots, right? Like, that was last week? Yeah. Yeah. I missed them. Because I thought, I was confused when it started. I was like, why did we spend so, we spent so much time, like, we saw them pass so much time because they went so you know such a long distance. But then I remembered that they weren't um, here last week, and so we're catching up to what they've been mm-hmm. up to. Because uh, I was very concerned about the pacing. I was like, "Oh no, why? Why did they go so far?" And then we're still like two days after last week in Numenor, but we're <laughs> catching up from where they were last week. So I was very glad to have them back, um, Poppy. Is is my precious? Um. Yeah, I love her. Uh, I yeah loved the transitions, like the maps, the maps with the song. I couldn't even. I couldn't take oh it. Oh my gosh! I really couldn't take it. I was just like, this is amazing. Who was <laughs> responsible for for these feelings? Whoever it is, like I need to like give them a high five or something. And overall, <laughs> overall. Bear McCreary is doing his job. Oh my He's gosh. Here. I am here to work and he is working. Okay. Yeah, no, He's I outstanding. That was all I was going to say is he's outstanding. Like, I wish I had more of like a music scholarly brain to like break things down, but like I I'm living for the Numenor theme. I loved the Hobbit song of well, Harfoot song. Um, yeah, he's just really, really crushing it. And I'm like, I'm so happy for him because I know so many people are so attached to Howard Shore. So having someone new come in and score this and really nailing a lot of it is, is really fantastic. Yeah. I, every episode, I feel like the music is giving what needs to be gave. And like, I keep waiting for it to be like, okay, well, it's not, you know, Howard Shore, but it's, it was okay. But no, I really, truly am in, enjoying it like I it holds I just think it it was such an impossible task right like for anybody who wasn't Howard Shore to make it blend in with the rest of the world as we come to expect it like this is its own thing right but it is it is like you know we can't we can't leave our expectations at the door we're expecting Howard Shore level music um but still creating something new and I just and every episode so impressed (laughs) Yeah, because they have no actual obligation to use anything from the Peter Jackson, like, version. Um, As far as I know, in terms of, like, this is Amazon, that was Lionsgate, and it's been so long in between. Like, they could have done anything 
But they did, I, I think we remember, I think I'm remembering correctly that they, Howard Shore did do the theme and then Bear McCreary is doing the rest. And so there's like a good like transition and starting point. Um, and obviously Tolkien also like, for all that it's heavy, heavy text, um, <laughs> Tolkien, you know, felt very strongly about music. Most of the characters sing a song or several songs at many, 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 many points throughout the text. So music is such an important part of what this show needed. And so I too am happy that Bear McCreary is like killing it. And also like, your name is Bear McCreary? Like, we don't, we are It's such a good name. <laughs> We're not talking enough about that. Um, okay, so, right, we open on the Harfoot, we are, we're getting Nori and the Stranger, uh, bonding, I guess you could say, I really love this part, I just, it's so sweet, I love, I don't know where we're going, where we're going with, with, um, the Stranger in general, like, I keep going back and forth, as y'all have heard in these spaces, as far as, like, is he good or is he not, all I know is I emotionally cannot handle if he is anything but good, whoever he is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like at least he, like, he seems to have, like, a his own set of morals. So, mm-hmm. like, he definitely seems like he wants to be good. What that actually means for him and, like, for us is yeah, still yeah. kind of remains to be seen, I guess. But I think he's learning his morals through the Harfoots and through Nori. And so I think that he was truly a blank slate of a kind um until we find out like what we you know what else where he actually comes from but so far he's been a blank slate and so he is learning his learning everything learning speech learning about the world through the harfoots and so for me it means that it would be really huge and bad and like scary like it would be crazy to me if he is being raised by these like precious beans for him to turn out to be evil um so i'm really really hoping there's not a huge twist yeah see that's why i just don't think so you you know like every other minute everyone's like is this person sauron and that's why I just don't think that the stranger could be Sauron or the Balrog or anything evil because you see you see him showing like learning remorse and everything in this episode and like he do- he doesn't want to hurt Nori like he he did that for such a brief moment and was so horrified by it so I just refuse to believe that he is going to be any kind of evil being. I'm hoping he's not. I wonder if he'll be. Like the thing I so in this episode we we see him like first of all very cute at the beginning he's like I'm peril because he realizes that you know he killed the fireflies which what a great callback like I didn't expect him to ever come back to that I thought that was just a quick little moment and that was done but him like realizing what he did I thought that was really great writing but also we see him later trying to heal himself I guess and he's speaking in a speech even I don't know if y'all watch the subtitles I do but like. They don't, they're not translating any of it or even saying what, like, what he's speaking. And so I'm like, well, well, what is that? What, 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 what you speaking there? What's, is it good? Is it bad? And by good or bad, like, is it on the good side? Is it on the bad side? I need answers. Right. Like, cause like they will tell you it's Kenya or, um, what's the other Elvish language? It is. Uh, Sundarian. Yes. So they've been like 
they will tell you what language it is. But now I'm wondering, like, is it a language that like super token scholars of which, you know, we're not quite at that level here, but I'm wondering, like, is it an existing language already or is it a, basically I'm trying to ask, like, does it already exist and they're working with something that exists or is it something where we're going to find out like, oh, like the wizards speak this separate language and like this has been the language that the, the wizards have been speaking this whole time, but then it goes back to the text. Like, I just, I'm, I'm curious um, where that language is coming from and what the, like, I guess, backstory of it will be. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about that too. I think if we do find out, it'll like shed a little bit more light. I mean, I think we all can agree that He's a wizard. Um, it's just like, <laughs> Bayana said, we which decided. one? I, I feel just like there's don't, no other thing for him to be. Like, it I just, just really don't depends know at on this who point. it is. Like, yeah. I want him to, I don't want it to be as obvious as being some kind of wizard. So, I just I don't double know. check. Because I was like, no, I don't think it tells you what language he's speaking. It literally just says whispering in another language, which yeah. seems suspicious to me. And then everything else they say. And I'm like, well, then why are they not saying? Like, even when uh, the orcs are speaking, like, they'll say, like, a few episodes ago, they said, like, they were speaking in, like, Black Speech or something like that. And yeah. so, I again, they're probably just, oh, bad. No, I was just going to say, I think that um, the mystery, yes, has been about, like, who the stranger is, but when we meet... Like, we now meet, like, these mysterious people who are tracking the stranger's progress. And, like, oh, I thought that was Sauron. Like, I thought in the promotional <laughs> materials. Slim Shady. Little, I like, was literally about to yeah, say Slim I Shady. Think, yeah, I don't think that's who it is. Slim Shady over here. Like, I thought that was going to be Sauron. And it is still obviously possible. This is the new, like, but aren't you Sauron moment. But I think that that. I think that if this is Gandalf or one of the wizards, then the it still opens up this larger mystery of, like, the rest of the wizards. Like, why are they here now? Like, obviously we know, but, like, we never got to, like, learn in the original trilogy, like, why they are here. Like, this is the mission, like, to defeat Sauron. So is this, are the other characters who are now tracking the the the, the stranger, like, are they wizards? Like, is this the, the crew rolled up, but they showed up separately and now they're trying to like find one another. Like I could totally see Elvish Slim Shady being like baby. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm just that those are, those are those. It, I think it's opening up the wider questions. And so that if it is an obvious, like it's been Gandalf all along, I think it would still be cool because they're now introducing these other pieces that will make it still a bigger mystery. Um, I, I want to say okay. in the in the comments, DJ is still on the, okay. the Strangers Tom Bombadil train. <laughs> um, I low-key am also on that train. <laughs> I, Don't encourage her. Look, no, no. You are, we are both going to be correct. Um... <laughs> It's going to be Tom Bombadil. Um, I don't know how or why, but I have decided that I am like unapologetically making wild theories because I made the wild theory <laughs> that 
the dwarves were um, harvesting or or keeping secret a Silmaril, and that Loki is was what not wrong here, right? <laughs> so, and like I legitimately thought I was like, this is the dumbest theory ever. Of course, they're like, of course it's not. Of course it's Mithril, and it's not a Silmaril. And I was like, but what if? Okay, no, so, let's do <laughs> so after this episode, I've decided, you know what? I'm going full force with the stranger is Tom Bombadil. All right. You know what? I, I support y'all. Um, before we good for y'all. <laughs> oh, no. If DJ was here, DJ would be shouting. Like, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> um, so before I move on, I just had one last thing about the Hardwood was this song. It says not all who wonder or wander are lost. And I just like eyes emoji just i emotions um feelings thoughts uh <laughs> that's all god just like all of the emotions big emotions <laughs> so that was very good so then we are we go to the southlands okay uh, there's so much here but okay <laughs> So we see um, the Southland people. Okay, can somebody answer this for me before we get into it? So basically, you know, we we got the ultimatum, like bow down or get wrecked. And Bronwyn is the one that delivers this. And I'm not mad at it, like her being in charge. I just don't know why. Like, I, I literally don't know if I missed something that decided. I think it, she's the one who led them there. Because remember, why? she like, she and Arondir went to the other village and they were like, oh, we need to warn everyone. And they didn't want to listen until she killed Orc. And then, like, so she brought them there, which I think Ah, means that she's, like, assuming the leadership at this point. Ah, okay. Because I was like, was there a conversation I just, like, missed? Okay. Well, she delivers ultimatum. Oh, go ahead. I still get the point of the question in that, like, but I guess that's also the point of the of what it is is that like no one's in charge and so like she's the closest thing anybody has to being in charge but i guess i wish i knew how much she wanted it like we don't really get a lot of introspection about bronwyn and her feelings about like being the one person who seems to want to fight back um versus the other guy who got got um because he was like i want to go to sauron um, so I just, I, I, I wonder about her like inner thoughts besides like, I want my elf boyfriend to like <laughs> love me. I don't know. Like, you know, like we don't really get either way, like what her motivation is. Besides, I mean, obviously she wants to protect her people and her kid, but we don't really get like a sense of why her she's on the side that she's on. Like reluctant to do it? Is this something she wants to do? Like we got that really strongly with um, Aragorn, obvious for obvious reasons. But you know, like I wish we had more, a little bit more of that similar uh, inner inner workings. Yeah, honestly, the like okay. First of all, don't get me wrong. I love Aaron Deer. Love Bronwyn. Theo is there. I. Accurate. Don't necessarily care that much about the Southlander plotline. Every time it cuts to here, I'm just like, yeah, this is happening. But I don't really... It's not my favorite. It, like, I'm not feeling... I don't feel any sort of, like, motherly son affection between Theo and Bronwyn, even though I know that they're 
mother and son. Like I'm not feeling their love for each other or at least her love for him. I think to be honest, but like, I don't want you to cause you're my kid, but like, there's not really like a, don't do it. Theo. Like, what are you doing? I need you with me. Like she, I, it felt like he was, he could have defected and she would have been like, dang, lost another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They don't spend enough time together. Yeah. The only either. The only time I felt it was when they, she came back from their little journey off and like he was hiding from that orc who had made it into their, like guess house. And like, she was, seemed very scared for him. And like, that was the only time I was like, oh, clearly that's her son. Like, I get it. But like, literally that was it. Every other time I'm like, are they related? They could not be. And I wouldn't know the difference. Yes, exactly. Meanwhile, we all know my thoughts about Aaron Deer and Theo, but I will admit I will amend that if that's not his son, that's still his son. Okay, that is still his son. <laughs> oh yeah, we like, have a full scene how to, how to where bear, bro, arrow. Like let's yes. go. Like that's dad right here. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I was like, like that whole scene. I was like, okay, Theo, meet your new daddy. Like we're gonna bond. Period. <laughs> I was so happy. Like, okay, everybody who I have been saying, like, I have not seen it for Theo. It is very much F them kids when he's on the screen because I just don't like him. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he, he, I haven't seen it for him. He almost goes, so they, you know, the people split and some of them go off to, you know, bend the knee or whatever. And he considers it. And I'm like, bruh. But, but. He does like he was asking the right questions to Rondi. I'm like these are these are valid questions asking about like look you've been colonizing us for this long and why do you want to be here now? Like, that's a fair question. And then he does the right thing and tells Rondi about the the evil sword. And honestly, I'm not Team Theo by any means, but he made he made up some 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 lost ground. Yeah. I gotta say. It had me wondering, I'm like, maybe I haven't been giving him enough credit. Cause literally the moment he appeared on screen, I was like, well, he's gonna be evil. And this this episode, he I don't think he's like we we see him actively not choosing to go over to the dark side. You know, like you see him not going with that other group when he easily could have given into that pressure. So I I think that's something. But I also still don't trust him. I think that we are going to see major characters that we like fall to the dark side because of the influence of the ring. So at some point, I still think that Theo and Halbrand are future ring wraiths. And so like, they will struggle with the weight of, you know, goodness, good versus evil. And I think many of them will choose good, but the ring is that just that powerful. Like the rings will be that powerful that it will lead to corruption. And so I think it'll be really interesting to see these characters um, and maybe, you know, maybe not both of them, but they're not in ring race, so there's plenty of room. Um, I think it would be so interesting to see them become, like, struggle with, like, becoming good or evil, and then choosing good, especially, and then falling to the dark side because they got these rings and thought it was supposed to help them, and then it didn't. Well, it can't be both, according to DJ, sometimes co-host, she's not here today, but they said that uh, you know, their theory is that Albert is a baby daddy, which would make sense why Bodwin is like leading them. But I don't think you can have the daddy and the baby daddy both become or the daddy and the baby become ring race. So like if her theory is correct, that's doing a lot. And like this ain't this, 
But I'm 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 still team Aaron Deer is the baby daddy, so we are on opposite sides of that cause. We need an episode of Maury for right. You know. yes. um, <laughs> I need the stranger to learn how to read, and I, I just feel like he's the one who would be the one to uh, read out the paternity test results. No, oh, no, nah, the stranger is more focused. Okay. <laughs> I just need to add in that I think my theory is Hal Brand, or not I think my theory is, I, this is my theory, um, is that Hal Brand is the king of the dead. And the more I hear this theory, the more I love it because I'm obsessed. Yeah. You, have, you have, you know, a character who is going to be a failed Aragorn and mm-hmm. later yeah. on he is going to be set free by Aragorn. Yeah. And I think, I think that would you, be so great. It, I either saw it online or it might have been you that I heard that theory from, but like, no, I love that theory. I would very much like that to be the case. I don't know, like, if they could do something better than that. So I think it just needs to be that. Also, yeah. Personally. I would, I, like, there is kind of some, I would, if it's true, there is a little bit of foreshadowing in Hallbrand, like, doing that, like, fake of, like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. JK, I am going to do it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's very oh, uh, so true. Give similar vibes. Yeah. Um, so one last thing that I okay. Prepare the swords. So one last thing that I like that they're doing in the Southlands. So we're talking about like how you know some are going to follow the evil and some aren't. Like that's clearly what's going to happen. Partly because like the influence of like the evil influence is there. But I really think it's interesting what they're doing. Um, we see Arondir and Bronwyn have this moment where Bronwyn is like, we're just going to have to bend the knee. Like, this is it. Like, th- that's the only way we can do it. And she literally says, we are destined for the darkness. It's how we survive. And I love that line because, to me, it speaks more realistically to what has probably happened. Because um, on Tolkien Black Girls, uh, the podcast that we did, uh, we eventually, or maybe it was in the in, in our community read, in some place we talked about, lots of places we talked about how the Cimmerillion is um, basically elf propaganda and how it doesn't account for like other factors that could have affected these men's decision. It's just like, oh, men are bad, men are corrupt. But like, sometimes that's just survival. Like it has nothing to do with like agreeing with like the motivations of the people who are your overlords. You just gotta, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And I just kind of, think that's an interesting narrative they're weaving into the otherwise fantastical narrative of it all yeah i agree i also think like i think i maybe mentioned this last week it just it's it's nice to see it happening instead of just being told like oh yeah your ancestors did this thing and that's why you're here um and it's interesting i think for them to be making the same decisions um that got them where they are in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, and like, I don't think it's a bad thing in terms of the narrative. Like, I think it's really interesting. Um, and like you said, like, I think it just like, just kind of hammers in the point of like, what do you do when you're like faced with like unspeakable evil? Like you, your options are very few. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And for some people they'll fight back and others are like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe it'll be easier if I just let it happen. Um, and like, you know, sorry to that one kid, but it was not easier for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. Rowan, I think is his name. He, he, he got got and sorry to that kid. Uh, 
Hey, I mean, they cut you remembered black. his name. I've just been calling him Theo's friend this whole time. Only because I, I was watching the subtitles. Watching it, but only because I, wa- I watch the subtitles too. So like, yeah. I know it when I'm watching it. And then afterwards, it leaves my brain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, so next we're... Oh, go ahead. One more thing. This is where Baradur is, right? Like, do they just turn the elf tower into, like, the base for Baradur? Oh... Uh. Great question. Not sure. It's about that. Because that's, yeah, like, I feel yeah. like that is. That makes a lot of sense. I definitely, I don't know why I didn't think about that. I but I think because we have yet to see a volcano, so my, like, sense of reference exactly. for, like, where we are is hard for me to, like, really think about it. Because I was really trying to what? figure out, like, why did they want this tower so much? But that makes sense. What if the impact site of the meteor is the start of what becomes Mount Doom? Oh. oh no! I'm into look it. Look at these. connected again. No, no, Mary, no. No, but still. <laughs> no, but I think it's because it's like a certain kind of magic that even if he's not sure. like, yeah, doing anything he, with it, it can still be like the remnants of that. Yeah, but, and it makes sense. Wait, hold on. My, no, my brain is going. I know, right? I'm literally sitting here, just like going through all my thoughts. This like, is why <laughs> maps. This is why I need side by side maps of the third age and the second age, so that I can compare locations. But my thought that maybe that I can't tell if it messes it up or not is that the the Harfoots have been traveling further south. So, like where they started, where the stranger arrived, is somewhere north of where they end up, which is those, like, creepy woods where the wolves are, which I think is closer to where the orcs are now than, yeah, than, you know, like... That, that all checks out, yeah. Like, Mordor and Baradur. So that's that's my main, like, hinge in that, like, thought process. But that doesn't mean that those things still won't somehow come together because we don't know what the those followers are who are like looking for the stranger. We don't know how the stranger's powers will be manifested or exploited at some point in the future. So they still could be connected for sure. I need maps. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot to follow for sure. Um, so next we go over to Numenor and there's a lot to cover here. It's a little try and go quickly ish, but it's a lot, a lot is ha- happening in Numenor. It's popping off. Um, so first, we're finding out that basically there are folks who don't want Numenorians to go to Middle-earth, which for me, personally, I was like, y'all really had a whole, like, I am, uh, what's his name, Spartacus moment last episode, and now you're telling me, no, there's actually tons of dissenters. Like, I don't know. I felt like that was inconsistent, but I'm, I'm down. Like, I adjusted. But what confused me <laughs> is apparently... Aarian, is that her name? I always forget her name, to be yeah. honest. I cannot remember it. Yes, Isildur's sister. Yeah. Yes, Isildur's sister. <laughs> I, I don't want to call her that because I'm like, you know, I don't want to censor a man in her, man in her narrative, but like, I cannot remember your, remember your name, girl. Her. You know, like, like, she doesn't her sister because I don't care about her yet. Like, they have given me nothing. I don't understand her motivations. Like, why is she so th- anti-elf all of a sudden? I think she, I don't think she's anti-elf i think she's anti this war because both her brother and her father are going off that's what i got is, is that, that what we were trying to co- get across because i was I not getting that, I mean, that's, okay. what, that's what i got is that she's so desperate because she's already seen her their oldest brother go off okay. into the west whatever happened to him and 
I don't know what happened to their mom. Oh, wait. No, I do know what happened because I read somewhere that she drowned saving Isildur when he was a child. Did y'all know that? Mm -mm. No. I did not know that. That Well, now you know. And he's still on the same mess he's on. Wow. Okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So, anywho, I think she's just really worried and scared for, at least right now in the story, that's what I'm getting because I enjoyed seeing their family dynamics play out and you saw the scenes um, like every now and then of Isildur like talking to her and like going to her for advice of some sort or Mm -hmm. just like venting to her. So I think right now she's just worried for them and that's why she's trying to get, I don't know about y'all. I've been referring to him as Kevin, even though it's Kevin. Wait, he does look like a Kevin. He's such a Kevin. That's so, Kevin. <laughs> he could have blown up with that ship and I would have been like I know no I one would have cared man that's funny um okay well that makes sense I'm down with that uh interpretation because otherwise I was like girl what isn't your dad like down with you El- his name is Elfrin hello am I missing something where, yeah where- I only got it when she saw Isildur like with the like when they were leaving that yeah. was the first time I was like Oh, okay. Because at first I was just like, why is she this pressed? Right. Whenever, when no one else is her family is, but it that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense, but I think they didn't, like, track it well enough throughout the whole... <laughs> wow, I'm allergic to... Bless you. <laughs> I'm allergic to her. Um, because, I don't know, just even from last week when they, or maybe it was the week before, when they introduced, like, her and this, like, dude, like, having this, like, little flirtation, I'm just like, I... I don't care. Like you haven't, their little flirtation hasn't made me I'm sorry. Her name is Emma and his name is Kevin and that's their storyline. And that's just that (laughs) Emma, because I cannot stop seeing the Emma Watson connections. It just are absolutely Mm. Emma Watson vibes. So Emma and Kevin, I haven't cared about them yet. Um, And so I think I agree with you, Mary, but it hasn't been like played strongly enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, okay. So, Speaking of Kevin, uh, she tries to convince him to talk to Farazan. And this is also, Kevin's not that smart, in my opinion. I'm just going to say it. Because he, no. he's talking to Farazan, like, unclear about his motivations. And to me, I was just like, this is obviously, could go either way. Like, this is a benefit for him, too. I mean, like, I know he's not playing it, obviously. But to me, if I just use my, my little logical noggin, like, why would Farazan want to go? Is there any benefit? It's like, yes. Like, you could, you could get there pretty easily by yourself, I feel like. But he was like, why on earth would you ever want to go? And Farrah's on flight, bruh. <laughs> no, like, seriously, this episode, I was like, oh, no wonder he doesn't listen to you. Like, because you're, you are not up with what's going on. Like, keep up, bro. What are you supposed to happening? Like, your, your father is, like, the, clearly this, like, political, like, cunning dude. And you're just, like, stumbling around, like, well, how dare you? be with the elves it's like are you serious dude like please use your brain you mean blowing up all the ships wasn't the smartest plan to ever be created in the history of Numenor no especially not after you talked to your dad like your dad explained what was happening last week literally just explained and you were like oh who cares Hey, there's that pretty girl over there. I think I'm going to go ask her out. (laughs) Oh, my God. I literally could not. I couldn't. I just, I don't, firstly, I don't care about him as a person. Secondly, it's like, dude, like, what, why, why, why? Um, So, okay, that's Kevin. He doesn't understand his father's uh, 
moves, I guess, uh, whatever. Farazhan, although it's it, just putting a pin in it, he's clearly plotting, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I, eyes emoji. <laughs> Welcome to Wither Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. It's Bayana and Robin back to bring the magic with a new host. Hey y'all, it's Portia, agent of shade and writer of the Plot Thickens book reviews. It's been over a year since we retired Wither Team, but we just couldn't stay gone. To our old listeners, we hope you join us as we embark on a new journey with new magical characters and exciting fantasy worlds. And if you're new to Wizard Team, this is a great place to start. On this podcast, we do a close chapter-by-chapter read of our favorite books. We'll be starting fresh with Amari and the Night Brothers by D.B. Alston. Unlike before, this podcast will be spoiler-free. We hope you read along with us, tell us your thoughts using the Wizard Team hashtag, and yes, vote for which characters you think should be MVP and benched. Wizard Team is a Black Nerds Create production. To learn more about BNC and our content, follow us on Twitter at BLK Nerds Create, Instagram at Black Nerds Create, or go to our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Um, I want to skip to Isildur because Isildur, okay. <laughs> I just, he really said, dad, can't you just use a normal nepotism that other lords do for their kids? I I just want a little nepotism. Can I uh, have some more nepotism, please? I know I clearly did not do anything you asked me to do that could have gotten me to this spot, but can you do the nepotism anyway? He is just being such a little, you know what, and okay. the way that Isildur, I mean, not Isildur, um, Ellen, Dil- Ellen Dilf, shall we say. <laughs> Yes, we absolutely shall. <laughs> the way that he was just like, "What are your qualifications?" <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, him down. "That is going to be in my head all the time now." Have you yeah, not no, heard uh, that? I definitely. Uh, I don't yeah, want to take credit for that. Pulled. By the way, I'm not taking credit for that. It's been going around the interwebs, but actually, we might. We did bring it over here after we talked on your podcast, but I think Tony oh, okay. wasn't here for that space. So yes, it's Ellen Dill. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was like, way to make up for your poor parenting earlier. Not to say, like, it's not, a, you know, you know, you could do good and bad as a parent. Like, it's not overall. But I was like, he's making up points for, like, his bad parenting earlier on in the season. Because I was like, like oh, this is a break to Sealdor. Or was he just being, like, a tough dad to the kid he knows? Because she knew the kid he had. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of like, this puts more context. This, like, gives the other interactions more context. So true. This boy is hard-headed, and he's just like, I've been trying to tell you this for years, and you don't want to... And now... Hard-headed and a bad friend. Also a bad friend. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I just do not see it for that boy. I will say, so, you know, Kevin tries to bomb a ship. He does some terrorism. Little light terrorism um and is he, he catches him he saves him whatever so he does get on on a ship and then is he's he's a stable sweet <laughs> i was like that's 
That's, that that's was, it was also a very big moment for Isildur because I was really worried when that happened. I was like, oh, he's going to get all broody and angry. And then you see him just laughing it off with his friends. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're in, we're in a good spot now mentally with Isildur, I hope. And I think he's learned, maybe he's learned his lessons. I don't know. Um, we shall oh, also, see. do you want to, let's talk about the line that his friend Valendil says to him. I hope one day you have something that uh, you care so much about. You would sacrifice anything for. Oh my God. I love that line. Every, everyone at home is just like, Ugh. I heard that and I went, Ooh, yikes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yikes. I just, you really put that I, on him. They was in their bag in the writing room that day. They were like, you know what we going to do? Foreshadowing. Nah, that Absolutely. wasn't foreshadowing. That was a curse. He's he yeah. really curse on that boy. <laughs> That's true. He absolutely did. And I, but it was also deserved. Like, I'm like, he's right. So unfortunately for you, Isildur, this is the, the life you have to live now. <laughs> so there's all that. And then we're still not done in Numenor. Oh, no, no, no. Halbrand. Let's talk about Halbrand. Um, his open, his introduction to this episode, y'all. He is stoking the flames and blacksmithing in slow motion. Oh, that, man. Like, <laughs> they're working just, hard. They're working, they're working hard. <laughs> they, they really, I just, I don't know what they, like, why they want me to be on his side so much, but they're like, but look, he's so hot. And I'm like, I know, he so is. <laughs> oh, I fully know I'm being played. I do not care. I'm like, I'm here for the ride. Let's do this. That was good. Absolutely. Yeah, so is Galadriel, absolutely. <laughs> she is, I mean, she's not being played, but she's she's caught up just like we all are. We are yes. caught up. Man, the um, amount of people who, whenever I'm like, please, can we have an enemy? Like, how are y'all not getting enemies to lovers vibes from these two? And You have like, to. It's the only way. Like, but what about Celeborn? I'm like, um, girl can have who? some fun. Like, who? she who? doesn't just have to settle down for her entire life, you know? Especially with a man so boring. I'm so sorry, but let's let's get real. Born gives nothing. If you have if you have listened to any episode of Token Black Girls, if you have been following Bayana for any amount of time in the last maybe two or three years, you will know that Bayana. I should go search for all my tweets help. about Celeborn. <laughs> Celeborn is the hired help. He shows up. He says one line in Lothlorien. And then Galadriel's like, I am the queen of this place. And Celeborn's like, let me take minutes. I will take notes. And, you know, you can run the place. And so I agree, Mary Clay, that I think, like, we are here with you. We are here that it, this is such delicious enemies to lovers, rivals. Like, they are so opposite. They have sexual tension in every scene that they're in together. Every single scene. Oh, my God. Every single scene. Y'all, that scene where they're arguing... Okay. And okay. I was wait, like, wait. You're gonna kiss, right? You're gonna kiss, right? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to like not devolve into like squeals, but like literally, first of all, they're fighting. And honestly, Gladriel is not, I really liked her a lot more in this episode. She's like, I am not to be trifled with. You reported me and you told the queen where I'd be just to get your little guild crest, okay? So yeah, I'm not playing I'm not playing fair and nice with you anymore. And I was like, go Galadriel, get him. But also the tension. Ugh. It's delicious. That was going to be five seasons. There's plenty of time for her to find her future elf husband after we yes. meet him. 
And after he, you know, probably falls to the dark side one way or the other, like either he is the king of the dead guy so or he delicious. is a future ring and the, the emotional turmoil that Galadriel will go through, because that is not something that happens to elves. Like, it seems like so far, they mostly, like, just get together and then are just, like, together forever because they're immortal. Or unless you, like, marry a human, which, like, she's, you know, she's gotten some inspiration. Like, her best friend's dad was a human man. So she's like, hmm, you know, I could see it. And then he is corrupted by something, either his own greed or the ring. And you think that that emotional journey won't be delicious? Oh, I mean, yeah, no, everyone, it's so good. Everyone's got to fall for a bad boy at some point, And this at is Galadriel's. I, and I support it because like that scene. Okay. First of all, so let's t- talk about their, their big, their more like a discussion. It's a fight, but it's also a discussion where they like, they come to an understanding. It moves the plot forward very nicely yes. in the forge. Um, and they're talking about basically their core motivations and like really getting real with each other. First of all, can we talk about the acting? They were acting. Okay. Like there was not, they were like, Oh, you may not know me, but you're going to. These actors is what they were saying on the screen. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. I, I'm seeing what you're putting down. But also, I'm just, I no longer think Halberd is Sauron. So great. Um, but I am curious to know the crimes he has committed. I am, you were talking about darkness, Sarah. I would like to know. I, like, partly because, again, we're, we love to fall for a bad boy. But I want to love a man with a dark past. Are you See? kidding me? <laughs> He said, if you found out, you would kick me out. Like, everyone would I was like, out, you would kick me out. Like, he separated that sentence. He was like, they will they will not mess with me, but neither will you. And that is, you can tell that that's weighing on his, weighing on his heart. That is weighing on his. On Thank his, you. His Period. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm very curious as to what it is. I think it kind of goes to DJ's question of if he belongs to the Southlanders and is he their, is he their king? Um, and, you know, maybe he's betrayed some people. Like, what is it? Let us know. I just, and the tension, okay, I would like to make a note. I don't know if anybody's listening. Um, this, is, this is a very niche thing. But I used to, not used to, I guess I don't really go to Game of Thrones anymore. Do I? That's a question. I don't know. Uh, I think, those I don't, I think everyone, you, you, you just are there. You don't really go, you just are there. Yeah, so I used to be a huge uh, like, Gendry and Arya shipper, um, and a big, a lot of, a lot of tropes revolve around that forge, and so Galadriel and Halbrand are in this forge, I'm like, oh no, oh no, they have to kiss, that's how it goes, that's the trope, let's go. <laughs> then she showed up in the armor, and in the, they okay. both staring at each other in the armor, like, looking each other up and down, like, they're both oh, yeah, like, oh, oh no, we are hot. In this armor, we are absolutely hot in this armor. And then he even smirks at her. He smirks. I scream. Oh. I glad you're like, wrong on the, that boat. Again, I like I recognize when I'm being played because absolutely Halbrand. He looks when he is in the armor that reveal uh, of like the the sun like sweeps across the lens and it reveals him in the armor. He looks so much like. Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn. It's not even funny. They were, they were, it was like for me, like the parallels are so um, obvious that that's all I think about when I see Hallbrand, honestly. And so for me, it was super funny because I was like, 
okay, he changed clothes. He's not queen yet. Okay, they put him in some armor. He still got some bruising. They're like, we know from last time. There were so many, like, everybody's always talking about how yikes Vigo looked when he finally, like, washed <laughs> his face. Right, he looked oh. better, a little, a little dirty. I'm like, all right, they didn't comb his hair, and they let him, like, be a little bit, just a little rugged. A little bit rugged, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Halbern's story is, we got more backstory, we get, we're getting more depth, but all I could see was the tension on the screen. I couldn't see anything else. So if y'all have other notes, feel free to... to them yeah, now, but that's all there, I got. Yeah, what's the like storyline here? Are there other characters? I have not been watching. Oh wait, did anything right, else wait. happen here? But but we do have to talk about Muriel in her armor because oh Muriel, yeah, oh my gosh, Muriel is Who is doing her hair? I screamed. Is also my question. I keep saying I screamed, but not in the meme way. I literally was shouting at my screen. I was no, like so worked I, up at that point. Yeah, it was. <laughs> she great. looked so good. I, the cosplayers are having a, a field day. I know I follow a few and I like the challenge that this show is giving them. They're giving them so many good outfits. They're like, y'all will be working nonstop in this, this next con season. The detail, the hairstyling. I need every single one of every single one of Muriel's crowns. They it's are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so lastly, but definitely not least, let's talk. We kind of touched on Galadriel because, uh, you know, She's the Halbrand of it all. But let's also talk about her training these men to, uh, not just men, I think there was also women in, the, in, this, in these soldiers, but amongst these soldiers, but training them to fight orcs. Because she's like, you can't use brute force. You're not going to win. You have to outmaneuver them. And the move. Girl, I lost it. <laughs> I love that scene. She was having so much fun. And yeah. like uh, honestly, I we did, we have not talked spoken about Valendil, but he is fine. And yes, so that was nice too. The curls, the curls. Oh, his just, curls are so curls. Curls. Ah. He's it's, so he's like he's not perfect. Like combination of like cute but hot. Like you know, you there's some some guys who like they come and they perfectly meld the two. And I feel mm-hmm. like he's one of those. Mm-hmm. Like he's it's given both, and I love it. Um. But yeah, but Galadriel, so, she, it was just dope. It was fun to like see her do that and to see it, like see some fighting that's in like a fun way. Yeah. yeah. And again, the, the score in this scene was so out. Like I loved it so much how it like choreographed uh, like with her moves. And uh, I think it just like really elevated that whole scene to another level and yeah just a plus moment of course um marked at the very end by Halbrand flicking the sword up um and handing it back to someone i think it was valendil i don't know i wasn't paying attention um because Halbrand was there okay so. so yes i did make a note i was like um we we're moving on to gladio but i did think when Halbrand picked up the sword i really thought he was gonna like, like step in and also fight and i was yes. gonna that lose was my mind because cool. love that trope bring that back like i think they should because i mean you can't when you have characters with swords there's always sexual tension when they sword fight so like i love that i wish i that established i hope they are hinting that one day they will sword fight and i'm like i love it please well especially i I mean if he's gonna go dark then they will 100 percent do it yeah True, but especially because this show, as opposed to like the incestual sex scenes of <laughs> House of the Dragon, it probably won't have that. So it's the closest we'll get. Yeah. 
to sexy times is we'll be a sword fight and it'll be so hot. I'm into it. Uh, also, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. N- no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if like you were going to transition to some other characters, but we also in this episode almost got an actual swear word and a Tolkien adaptation. And that I was going to move on. I was clutching my pearls. Let's let's go. So Southern woman in church when he almost said, I don't know if y'all are swearing on this or not, but you know what he almost, okay. Yeah. When he almost said shit, I was like, my heavens. (laughs) In a Tolkien adaptation. Pearls clutched. (laughs) Um, Okay. So yeah, let's go to Lyndon because so if y'all don't remember from last week, Basically, Doran is going um, to Lyndon to basically schmooze with the elves. Um, everybody's doing it under false pretenses. We're all pretending it's for just for funsies, but it's not. It's because we all have ulterior motives. It's a fun time. Um, so Gilgalad and Celebrimbor are plotting. But of course, as we know, the dwarves are very well aware that they are plotting. And I just, okay. I don't know where to start with this because I am tired of these elves. They're giving white supremacy. Like they are. I was so frustrated the whole time. Literally like for, okay. So let's talk about the dinner scene. Gilgalad is being, he, he ain't shit. That's basically what I wrote. Um, he's the he worst. Said, like, <laughs> he's the worst. I cannot. He literally tells, so Doran and him are like having, um, having words, but like in the political, very like, we're not saying it, but we're saying it kind of way. And he says, oh, you're too stout of heart to be offended, basically. And I was like, it's very much giving, like you're too thick skinned, like they're not, they're not feeling the pain. I'm like, hello, can we, can we, what is happening? Um, but don't worry, Doran reads him and collects the table. He said, I'm leaving here with something. And he sure did. He got that table for his wife. I knew he was trolling them as soon like he started talking about the importance and like sanctity of that table. I was like, he is trolling their asses. And this is hilarious. monologue. He was like, so what we do is that when you go deep into <laughs> and I was just like, boy, I love Duran. That actually, I think, was like this episode secured that I love Duran. Absolutely. And also Elrond was not playing around too. He was like, hey, how about we how about how about we don't? Um, because later Gilgalad and him are talking and Gilgalad uh, like ex- like basically says, Yeah, I was playing you a little bit, but uh now you need to help me. <laughs> and Elrond's like but I made an oath. Does that not mean anything to you? Because it means something to me. I actually have morals and stuff. <laughs> um, but I do, I do want to know how Gilgalad knows that it was found. Like, is there a dwarf snitch? Is there like a spy on the inside? I have questions. Cause yeah, like, I'm really confused about I'm... all of this. Like, how how are they going to die by springtime? Because this tree is dying, and it's then. Just... It's giving lying. Yeah. It's giving <laughs> lying or giving falsehoods. It's giving Every, lying. Everything or a character said in this episode. Yes. Like, yes. I think, because yes. it's, it's totally a possibility that, like, because we don't know who Sauron is, it's totally, like, we have not seen Anatar, right? Like, we haven't seen anyone. And so it's totally possible they're talking to some dude that Elrond does not know and are learning these things and, or hearing these things and are, super, you know, freaking out about it. Um, and that's why making the rings and that's why we want the mithril and all that kind of stuff. But it, they could be getting played. I yeah. really think they're, they're the elves, especially Gil, Galad and 
the, and crew be interpreting mythical signs like Southern creatures be interpreting scripture just real fast and loose, real fast and loose. Because uh, I was like, it can, that can mean anything. How do you know that that means you're dying in spring? Like, and also, I'm still not seeing the connection how Mithril will save y'all. Later, Caliburn Moore like, yeah. explains it a little, but I'm still like, I don't think that's how that works, fam. I think and it's just also, how, where did Celebrimbor get, he says he's tested Mithril. Where did he get that Mithril? Because oh, I didn't even catch I think, that. No, I think Elrond gave him the piece of mil- Mithril but why that. why did he do that? Because he, he just made I, this huge thing about did keeping he, his I, oath. I yes, was clear yes. about whether he, whether Celebrimbor like stole it from him. I, I meant to like look closer. Um when I watched it through the second time and forgot to, cause like he kind of apologizes to Elrond and then Elrond like has it in his hands. So then I was like, did he, well, he hands it back to Elrond. Okay. I thought he was saying like, I tested it for you just to see. And I, but I, if he took it, that's another thing because I thought he gave it to him. And I was just like, sir, we just literally two seconds ago. I'm so a whole speech. Yeah. Literally. I made a note that said, I need someone to explain this to me. Like I'm five. (laughs) Cause I was very, confused how this made any sense why would you do this but he kept talking like he hadn't broken his oath yet so maybe he did take it i hope maybe every just everything especially the elves like i'm so not trusting what anyone is saying to anyone else i'm oh, just absolutely like not. everything is a manipulation everyone like did y'all see the gaslighting celebrimbor pulled when Elrond oh, was yes. like how like I'm really upset that you lied to me, and then Keller Brembor was like, "Let me tell you about the day that your father left to it go was terrible. Oh my gods to help us." I'm like, also he and Gilgalad, they can just go. Like, go to Valinor, leave us alone. <laughs> Gilgalad also, also, he was doing the most. He was like, "Hope for elves equals hope for all people." I was like, that's not who said that. It's really giving, I'm sorry, but like for me, it's giving white supremacy. And like, I just like cannot keep, these parallels are too much. Like, and then Elrond at the end seemed a little bit swayed, but then he was talking to Celebrimbor. I'm like, maybe he's not. In the end, we see he's not, not in the way that they were hoping. Um, but it was giving like elf replacement theory. And I just, I, elf replacement so, theory. That's what it was. I was like, oh, uh, I mean, no, you're doing? not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> So I like I just was getting really frustrated, and because I was watching it right before this phase, I I like messaged the team like this is not the energy I need to come into the space because right now I'm very irritated with all of this. It is, um, but not Elrond because in the end he does the right thing. I was really, 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 really happy instead of like doing anything shady or try getting swept up in the game. He's like, you know what? I can just go talk to my friend. How about I do that and we can solve it together? And I really love that, and I hope we keep moving in that that way but you know who knows i think is setting up a lot of like where we know elrond to go where he's like basically the last like elf leader you know it's like it's him and galadriel you know like everybody else is been sent back to valinor and it's like him and his family you know with this like small community of elves in rivendell and galadriel is here left and the two of them have such the weight of the world upon them and so it's great to get to see the ways in which the other elves have contributed to that weight and like why they feel like they're the one they cannot leave because like we've established like in a previous 
space and like the episodes that Galadriel feels like she cannot leave until this evil is defeated from Middle Earth. She cannot leave until Sauron is defeated. And I think we're also going to see the other side of that, which is like why Elrond is also among the last to go because he feels perhaps this weight of like the mess that the elves kind of get everybody else into because the, the elves help create some of the rings, you know, like, <laughs> like some, you know, like those things are so intertwined. And so I, I'm poor Elrond, <laughs> poor guy. I know. I will say, I did have, before we move on to our predictions, I really like during your conversation, I, it's the new, like, give me the tea and like, I, I hope it's piping or something like it's, he said enough with the quail thoughts, give me the meat and give it to me raw. And I, that I is such like a boring thing to say. The meat and give, <laughs> and it, give it, it to, to me, me raw. raw. See, raw. I could only think Are of you? Uh, Gollum. Kidding. Yes. Oh, give like, it to us raw. Raw and wriggling. <laughs> I that was too funny. I'm like, I'm using that. That's like stop messing around. Give me give me the meat and give it to me raw. Like, let's just be straight up. And I just love that about their friendship too. That he's like, all right, the flowery language cut through it. Just give it give me the meat, give give it to me raw. I it was great for their friendship, but also just a great line. In general um, enjoying the way the the different communities have their like like language themes so like the mm-hmm. harfoots very much like their all of their metaphors are about like you're off your cart and like did the wheels fall off your cart and all this stuff so and you know the elves are i mean the dwarves are like about like i don't i was gonna say like things being hard and pounding and that is not i mean Connie, I constant you're not wrong though it's true <laughs> So that I like the metaphors like match their community, but are so like um, visceral to what we see them like interact with, like you know, like the rocks and the walls and the world, and um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, they haven't just fleshed out the plots; like they fleshed out the actual cultures within, like it's world building that we're seeing happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, one of my favorite parts, honestly. Oh, definitely. Like, just yeah, all it's of the, really like, where where the show is excelling. Yeah, because that's I, where that's where Tolkien excelled is world building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, if you're going to see cracks in the show, I think the most obvious place would be the world building. So, I imagine it must have been very stressful and a very big task. Like, okay, we have to flesh out this world, and it's hard to do because also it's in a different medium. But they've done so far. Knock on wood, been doing so well with that. I think. Um, okay, so predictions for next for, for, for where we're at. What are we predicting is going to happen? Do we have theories? We kind of talked about some of them throughout the episode. Um, you know, any, anybody? Can- um, not like particular to the show, but I saw a theory that the Hobbit doors that we see in you know Lord of the Rings and in Hobbiton are the wheels of the... Oh. As soon as you started um, talking, I was making the connection and like... Yeah. I, oh, I love that. The Harfoots, <gasps> that's their name. God, I could not remember. Yeah. Like when they decide to stop migrating, I guess, that they turn their wheels into doors for their hobbit holes. Oh, I love that. So I, Yeah. I, that, if that is true, screaming. what a wow. great little detail for them to put in. I love that so much. I <laughs> like I lost all other thoughts that I was having because I really love that. 
because every again I've said it before, like the horror flicks so far are my favorite storyline um, that we're seeing. I mean, even though it doesn't have Galadriel, it's still overall my favorite storyline. Like it's just so fun to watch, and I just love the little pieces of like world building they're they're putting into them. And if that's true, oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, I guess also, do we think? I think we said basically collectively do we do we think sauron shady is really sauron i I don't i don't think we've seen sauron yet Um, yeah same interesting yeah um because um i just need to know why he's following the stranger and then that will help i mean that'll probably solve the question anyway i don't think i expected them to be linked like those storylines to be linked when we were seeing the trailer so that was a shock to me yeah, same. Because again, I was like, "Yeah, that's Sauron." Like it must be. And I now I'm thinking, like, why did I think that? Like, how how well did they like execute those trailers for me to immediately just be like, "Oh, it must be Sauron." I absolutely thought so too. So interesting. Um, did y'all okay? General episode thoughts, feeling? Did y'all like it overall? I think this was maybe my favorite one so far, um, mostly because the stuff is like happening. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it feels like we're like on a good pace towards like whatever the big thing is at the end of the um, season. Um, I really liked most of the Numenor stuff. Um, and I still feel like even though I don't care about what are we calling them, Emma and Kevin, like I think <laughs> it helped uh, Isildur's like storyline. So it wasn't like for nothing. Um, sorry, there are kids in this house and they are loud. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that, like, that, I liked that. I love the Harfoots. I love Doran so much. Like, I So fantastic. He's, like, that table joke was, like, honestly my favorite. Uh, I saw someone tweet a picture of a map from, um, Lindon to Kazad and... It's 600 miles. <laughs> oh, so he was right to be like, we need to get to walk in, okay? Yeah. Um, so they have to carry that table 600 miles. I, mean, I love that. They're mortal. They'll be fine. <laughs> they deserve. <laughs> That's they what deserve. Duran said. He was like, they'll be fine. They'll be um, fine. I love that Elrond was like, I'm taking credit for the table to Disa. <laughs> yes. So cute. This episode's main flaw is that there was not enough Disa. Yes. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I could watch a whole... I mean, that's what that's what the people want. We all want a, like, buddy cop type story <laughs> of Durin and um, yes. Elrond, you know? Give me minisodes of, like, their past, like, adventures. I would absolutely watch that. Yes. And, and Disa in there. Like, I love that we're seeing... Like, it, I think it was the previous episode, we see Elrond and Disa have, you know, their kind of relationship yeah. is forming, yes. too. So it's not just like, oh, this is my friend's wife, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, but that was last episode. Yeah, I I don't really have any, I, I guess my general, I have a general prediction that I don't think is necessarily a new thought either, but that these, not all of these storylines are happening at the same time, and that and that like the Numenor plot line the Southland plot line is happening way before Numenor is actually going to get there or something I don't I don't necessarily know who knows but that would allow for a time skip which would make this 
pacing make more sense in the end. Like, cause yeah. it's like we have only so many episodes. So like maybe there's a time skip for some of the storylines that brings everything all together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that just think like sense. if you have characters, if you have all these different characters who have different, you know, rates of, of mortality and immortality, so to speak, mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting concept to get to play with. So yeah, who knows? I guess we'll see. Oh, because also, I don't think you saw the. Uh, you do see the comet, the meteor, linking a lot of the stories, but you don't. I don't think the elves see the mm. comet. I would have to go back and watch it because, like, that's kind of where the story could fall apart. Is like, oh no, we know these are all happening at the same time because all these different characters saw the right. meteor hit, but I don't think we see the elves reacting. interesting so i don't know just throwing that out there we'll see i again like i said crazier things have happened i said that the dwarves were mining a silmaril and whether or not they're (laughs) being like that's what the show is leading us to believe now so you know what the stranger is tom bombadil (laughs) Um, i'm here for everything Absolutely. Um, I really like this episode. Um, the first half I was getting frustrated because so many of the characters that I don't like are being just unlikable, but a lot of them like Theo and Isildur, I wouldn't say they came around all the way by the end of the episode, but like I'm on board where all of these stories are going and all these characters are going and I'm interested in seeing them all. Whereas before I was like, Isildur, bad friend, don't care. Theo, F and kids, don't care. So overall, I'm very, I ended this episode on a very positive note. Also, we got to see Galadriel in that armor. So good episode for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you all for joining us. I think that's everything today. Before we go, uh, Mary Clay, tell everybody where they can follow you if this is their first time hearing you. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm glad I didn't make a fool of myself in front of y'all. So thank you for that. Um, Yeah, you can listen to my podcast. That's what I'm talking about wherever you get podcasts. I have new episodes come out every Tuesday. So I actually have to jump off and go edit tomorrow's episode on episode five. So lots of listening and talking about this episode within like a span of 12 hours so it's just all <laughs> I'm gonna think about um yeah and and you can follow the podcast on social media at Tolkien about pod all right thank you for coming we love having you of course we love talking Tolkien with you anytime um and also if you want to get with us you can use the hashtag Tolkien black folks as you're watching the episodes thinking about the episode thinking about Tolkien whatever the case may be. Um, And so until then, go follow Mary Clay, follow us, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Token Black Folks is brought to you by Black Nerds Create, a collective providing content through the lens of critical and creative fandom. To learn more about BNC and to keep up with our content, go to blacknerdscreate.com.